Hello and welcome back to the Twin Cast. I'm here with my friend Oliver and we're going to be discussing the Dark Knight trilogy and review some of Christopher Nolan's films in anticipation for Tenet. So Oliver, which films will we be breaking down today? So today we'll be breaking down Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. So a little background on these films. These are probably the most grounded superhero movies ever made. They follow kind of this gritty, dark crime drama formula and Christopher Nolan imagined Batman in a kind of a realistic world in a version of Chicago almost as most of the films are shot in Chicago. And what he has decided to do is build is kind of create a trilogy about Batman in kind of a noir action thriller type genre. And each of his films kind of shows the progression of Batman and all of his struggles. So Oliver, why don't you give us a basic synopsis of Batman Begins? So essentially, Batman Begins is um, Bruce Wayne's origin as Batman. Um, so after the death of his parents, he decides that he wants to fight crime and kind of like fight for what his parents stood for because he was born to like this millionaire family, but they were like really noble people who wanted to better the city. But after his parents were mugged and essentially shot to death, he felt that um, he had to take justice into his own hands. So Bruce Wayne, he goes out to train under um, this ninja, like samurai sensei. assassin. Yeah, sensei. Named Ra's al Ghul, played, um, played by Liam Neeson, who teaches him the arts of like combat and stealth. And essentially this movie just explores how Batman uh, becomes Batman after his training and like the his first enemies that he has to fight through. The Dark Knight was a groundbreaking and revolutionary film when it came out. People, after the horrible atrocity to, to humankind that was Batman and Robin, Christopher, no one wanted to see Batman ever, but Christopher Nolan decided eight years later, I'm going to fix Batman's legacy forever with this film. Oliver, give us some of the positives of this film. Um, so Batman, so I think first of all, to get like the very obvious things out of the way, Batman Begins is like a very beautiful movie. There's this shot of like an amazing like frozen lake. And they have like these like sweeping wide shots. And it really demonstrates that one of the greatest strengths of this film is that it just in general looks very nice. And like we have different kind of color palettes for different locations. So um, Gotham City has a more of a darker palette. So, you know, it gives more of a noir tone. Um, the Silver Lake is very lush and beautiful. So it gives like a different separate tone from Gotham, like the city. And just in general, the entire film feels a lot more darker and more um, grounded than previous Batman incarnations yeah the use of color is very inventive in this film and kind of the whole origin story that is developed is differs from the comics which i really liked and in this one we're just getting a sense of batman in the world building in this film it just as lord of the rings is super strong we get a feeling of gotham city from the lighting and the tone it does not look fake at all and we get this brutally violent scene at the beginning of the film with bruce's parents are killed and we begin to develop, begin to understand his motivations and what is driving him to become Batman. The acting in this film is excellent, except for one terrible performance. We'll get into that later. Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Liam Neeson, 
and Morgan Freeman are all excellent in this film and really provide great depth, as well as Killian Murphy, who plays a lesser role as the Scarecrow. And each of these characters are fully fleshed out and provide kind of this grounded performance while also having some fantastical elements within. They all give nuanced performances, which I really thought were awesome. I thought this movie was really strong in the acting category, except for one bad performance besides that. And also the cinematography and the city itself is a secondary character to the story. Yeah, especially with how Christopher Nolan kind of creates the world of Gotham, we instantly realize that this is kind of like a bad place to be in. There's crime that's rampant everywhere. But the thing is that it's not like an overly criminal or like overly overrun city. It's something that's plausible in our own like real world. Like this is an actual city that can exist, even though it's filled with crime and suffering. Yeah. The city is kind of like a, it kind of takes um, Chicago and New York and some of these other cities from the 80s, our crime rating, and kind of puts it in kind of 2005, maybe early 20th century, which was 21st century, which was really smart. And uh, Oliver, I felt that the, every, everything about this movie looked really nice. Everything just had great production value. But Oliver, what were, did you have any other positives before we move on? Well, I mean, the story is a little bit smaller scaled, which I really liked. You know, we had enough time to um, explore Batman's origins, and yet we still got a pretty, like, massive, almost, like, slightly bigger story that um, Christopher Nolan could have improved on and, like, um, increased yeah. in his further installments. So it gives him more room to, like, expand. It was smart for him to have, which is really smart about the whole trilogy, is that each film gets bigger and bigger. You cannot start with the most menacing and the strongest villain when you're just starting out as a hero. You need to build up until you reach that, the highest level, which was done in The Dark Knight Rises. Oliver, yeah. were there any negatives you had with this film? Well, first of all, there's this really terrible performance by um, Katie Holmes. Biggest problem. Um, yeah, specifically, there's this one scene in which she's driving Bruce home. It was hilarious because she was like, oh, Bruce, so much crime here. But she says it in like the most, you know, nonchalant voice. Yeah. She seems like, she seems so tame about it. Yeah. And, but she's like lecturing, you know, Bruce about how he needs to step up. Yeah, she's, all she does, she's kind of a whiny person in this movie. All she does is whine, whine, whine. And really, she doesn't take an. She's kind of annoying as well as the DA's mm-hmm. assistant. Her performance is really bad in this movie. I thought it really brought the whole narrative down a good bit. But like, it, it wasn't that big of a problem, but it was a problem. And my only other problem with the film that was substantial, was not substantial, but the way action was shot was not great because a lot of shaky cam. And Christopher Nolan shot it in a way that was from the viewpoint of the criminal and because he because he did it from the viewpoint of the criminal we can't really see much rather than in the next installments where the action really ramps up and really improves so i thought that yeah there are two main problems with this film but i think overall it's a great one any last thoughts oliver no we can um, yeah that's that's pretty much all we need to say it's a great film we're going to give our grade at the end so now we're going to go into The Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises, of the three, is probably the most influential and really takes 
So here's a little backstory on the film. So Christopher Nolan had actually not planned to make another sequel, but he decided, you know what, Warner Brothers, yeah, let's make another one based off the Joker. So this one takes three years after the first film. And we're left, and then Oliver will give a little synopsis, but the film is in the vein of Christopher, one of Christopher Nolan's favorite films of all time, Heat. Michael Mann's masterpiece, Heat. Christopher Nolan decided to make a film in the vein of that, using kind of the Joker as the main villain. And in addition, what he also decided to do is he had been watching a lot of Wire at the time, the TV show Wire. So what he decided to do is build a show about crime and kind of build a noir tone that really lends itself to make probably arguably the best superhero movie ever made. Oliver, what is, can you give us just a basic plot synopsis of The Dark Knight before we get into just kind of everything that we love about this film? Well, essentially, um, Batman has to go up against the new criminal who's known as the Joker. He calls himself, you know, the Joker. Mm-hmm. And then it's a name that kind of it intimidates both criminals and like common people. And the most interesting thing about this film is that the Joker has a different viewpoint from all the characters, mm-hmm. especially Batman. So I think we should start getting into it. But Batman, he's kind of like this, you know, he's this vigilante who kind of craves order. Yeah. And all of the people in Gotham, they want things to go like the way they're planned. Yeah. Because, um, you know, the way when you don't have surprises, like you can't anticipate everything and everything will go well. But the thing is that like Joker, he has such a differing viewpoint about the world. So he kind of comes into conflict with with, um, the people of Gotham and Batman and the police. Yeah. So Oliver, very good um, summary of the film. So what happens the beginning of the film, I think the best positive of this film is the noir tone. The movie really lends itself to become a kind of a new noir with femme fatales, a kind of grizzled hero, an anti-hero. The police is corrupt. Everyone is corrupt in this film. And I feel that, well, like the government system is corrupt. And the Joker is ca- technically correct in the film. He, the Joker in this one actually wins at the end, if you think about it, right? Because he's able to corrupt society so much that they turn on their Dark Knight or Batman. And what he's also able to do is corrupt one of the most noble heroes in all of Gotham and make him a super evil villain, which is really interesting for Christopher Nolan to do, is to take this kind of character and mold him into kind of almost being like a hero of the film, in a sense, since he is the one who wins. And even though he is so maniacal and so evil, he his kind of ideology is correct as he's pointing out the hypocrisy of what plagues Gotham, which I thought was really smart on Christopher Nolan's part and making this character so creepy with also just really building him into a fleshed out, beautiful character. Oliver, floor your take. What was your take? Yeah, my thing to add on, to add on to our discussion of why um, the Joker is a great villain. Um, the Joker tries to push Batman mm-hmm. out of his comfort zone. Um, there's like the scene early on in the film where the Joker tells Batman to reveal his identity or else mm-hmm. he'll start killing people, right? Mm-hmm. So this really pushes Batman to work harder 
and we get some great moments in this film because of the Joker. Yeah. He was like pushing, you know, pushing Batman into his most like most um primal form, most savage form. He's pushing his character. Yeah. 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 So also I think another great positive of this film was the you was kind of also the all the great performances. This movie did not have one single performance that did not ring true. And every performance was really strong. From Aaron Eckhart to Christian Bale as Batman, everyone played their role perfectly. And also in this movie, the action was far better. That chase scene through the tunnel is some of the most thrilling action sequences I've ever seen. And kind of how the Joker pushes Batman to be the most savage form he can be, which is really, really smart and really strong. And I thought that that it was just a great, great film that have some of the best action of the series. And I think that Christopher Nolan was able to shoot the action in a very interesting way, kind of from the viewpoint of each character. And Oliver, why don't you tell us a little bit about the masterful first scene in this film? The masterful, well, like you said, the first scene really is like a masterpiece. Um, It's essentially this bank robbery that's planned by Joker himself. Mm-hmm. In which um, Joker tells a couple of the robbers to eliminate like their co-workers in this heist. Mm-hmm. So they eliminate they eliminate each other until Joker is the last person with all the money, and it just really shows you how maniacal and intelligent Joker yeah. is. And you get a first like sense of his yeah. ruthlessness and intelligence. And really, in this first scene, you understand that this is truly a character without any morals and just really a force of nature. So, yeah, you instantly understand that Batman will have a hard time in this movie. Yeah. And you really, it really shows also his intelligence, that he is a smarter class of villain. He is not just your everyday kind of serial killer or anything. He is extremely intelligent and pushes Batman to the absolute limit, which was amazing, I thought, in this film. Did you have any negatives with this film? Not really. I mean, yeah. The Dark Knight is... It's kind of flawless. Probably, it? yeah. It's pretty much the perfect superhero movie. It is. The only competition for this trilogy is really, I would say, Logan. Besides Logan, no. there's really no... And maybe the Joker. There's no competition for this film, which I really liked. And, Okay. We're going to go on to the most divisive film in maybe Christopher Nolan's career, The Dark Knight Rises. So The Dark Knight Rises, what is kind of this magnum opus of a film that's almost three hours long. It's kind of like a war epic in a sense. It has this sprawling narrative, several different layers, plotted really well, but people do not some of these fanboys, as I call them, do not like this movie at all. They hate this movie. Like, for some reason, I don't know why, but they really hate this movie. So this movie is probably super divisive for a lot of fans. So Oliver, why don't you give us a little synopsis of the film, and then we'll, get, we'll dive in. Well, in The Dark Knight Rises, we have Bane, who's kind of like a follower of the League of Shadows. Actually, he was excommunicated. Mm-hmm. But he kind of believes in the ideologies of the, you know, the League of Shadows, which we saw in Batman Begins. 
So he tries to finish off Rousel Goal's master plan of destroying Gotham. Mm -hmm. And Batman, being the, you know, the guardian of Gotham, has to now stop him. And the thing is, um, Bane is practically unrestrained. Yes. He's almost like exactly like a force of nature. If the Joker was like a force of chaos, then Bane would be like just a complete destruction machine. And that's what makes it so interesting. Um, You know, Batman is like this hero who must protect Gotham, but he's also aging and he's more mortal than he is in the previous two films. So he has to go against like this. Yeah, he has to go against this absolute powerhouse. And it creates a lot of tension, more so than I'd say even the Dark Knight at points. Yeah. So Oliver, let me let me ask you, what are some of your positives? Well, first of all, um, like we've mentioned, Bane is like a really almost Strong perfectly villain. written villain. Yeah. yeah. We truly understand that he's not something to be trifled with. Mm-hmm. But also, they kind of give him this more human aspect. We're kind of you know dipping into spoiler territory but it's okay um, everyone's he does have this very yeah 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 he has this like you know human aspect because he kind of cares for um Ra's or Gull's daughter who was thrown into the Lazarus pit yes and we kind of we see that this is kind of like a dangerous powerful brute but he also has like a softer side and it makes him more multifaceted and a little bit more human than the Joker yeah, so this one we get a really strong backstory, and Bane is really menacing. Tom Hardy gives us a great performance in this film, and I thought that he, everything he did in that movie was awesome. He really sells Bane as this more believable mercenary, mercenary who's kind of also a tragic figure at the same time, and we get to kind of we get juxtaposed of him and Batman and their kind of conflicting ideologies of. They're both trying to save Gotham, but in very different ways, which I thought was really strong to have two different kind of compare the two people. And I also thought this movie had some of the best action in the series. The final like 40 minutes is just nothing but payoff. And all the characters that are introduced in this film really make sense. And we kind of get this huge battle that really works and is staged perfectly with no CGI, but just pure payoff. We get kind of the tank that the Batmobile against another Batmobile with a lot of action and a lot of intensity that I thought was really strong and really made this one, maybe arguably one of the best of the series, maybe the best of the series. Oliver, elaborate. I think to add on, there's the action in this um, installment is kind of better than the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in the Dark Knight, Batman is basically just fighting SWAT agents and stuff. Yeah. And he's basically just going against the Joker, who's kind of not really much of a physical match. But in this one, we have Batman versus Bane, which provides a very interesting matchup. Because mm-hmm. Batman, he's more like stealth than he is power. But, like, Bane is just completely... He's an absolute ripped. powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah, he's also ripped. And the thing is that we get this, like, fight in which Batman can't really use his stealth. And we just see how vulnerable Bruce is. And it creates not only, like, a great character moment, but also a very interesting action dynamic, which I think was kind of better than what they did in The Dark Knight. Also, I think the introduction of all these new characters was really strong. Catwoman 
was really good, I thought, in the film, Anne Hathaway. I mean, she wasn't great, but she was better than Rachel. Rachel's most annoying character in the Batman series. Mm-hmm. And then we got Robin Blake. I really love Robin Blake. I don't know what your thoughts on Oliver, but I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt gave the perfect performance. And I know it's pretty cheesy, but when that guy says, you should use your legal name, I love the name Robin. That was such a fan service moment. I love Christopher Nolan did that. And this film, I think, had the this and The Dark Knight have two of the best endings in film ever, I think. This one had like just a, like a great montage of sequences where each character close to Batman finds out that he survived. And we kind of get this beautiful character moments in each thing with Lucius Fox finding out that the autopilot on the Batwing worked. Robin finding out that Bruce, the manor will become the house for children. And then just Michael Caine seeing Bruce went across the table and then raises his cup, which was just beautiful. Just a beautiful moment at the end. And Oliver, what were your thoughts on the ending? Yeah, I think what you, like you said, the ending is beautiful. Another great thing about the ending of The Dark Knight Rises is that when Christopher Nolan tried to make it different from like the other two and like yeah. Batman Begins, it's kind of like just an, it's kind of like a, it's almost like a horror movie actually. Yeah. We have all these like freaky figures stomping mm. through, like attacking people and, you know, and in The Dark Knight, it's like a more um philosophical like Montage. question. Yeah. On, yeah. On whether or not like people have, you know, moral standards and I whether mean, or not the Joker, yeah, was correct. But in The Dark Knight Rises, it's like an all-out war. Like yeah. we see all these officers fighting each other mm-hmm. and they're fighting for like to free themselves from tyranny and like the reign of Bane's army. So we get yeah. like three different types of conflicts at the end of Christopher Nolan movies. And I think that's one thing I really like about how he kind of structures um, climaxes. Did you have any problems with this film? Well, I mean, some of the acting wasn't that great. There was this um, scene with Talia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that too. But there was like this scene with um, Mary and Colitar where she just kind of limps as she dies. It was kind of embarrassing. Anne Hathaway does these like really weird whisper things. And it just looks kind of goofy at times. But it's yeah. still not that bad. It's yeah. not great, but like. And, I, think um, it, I think another, yeah. No, go you over. Go first? Okay. It's okay. Like another problem with this movie is like um, Batman kind of disappears for a while. It's not a major problem. Like it doesn't really slow the, it doesn't really slow the pacing down that much. And it's way better in like Black Panther when like T'Challa goes into like a coma or something. And then he has to come back, but like he doesn't do anything. So I think the only problem with Bruce being gone for so long is that it kind of does pad a little bit for time and you kind of wonder what Bruce is doing. Mm-hmm. But it does also help the movie because when he comes back up, he becomes more triumphant. Yeah. And it kind of completes his, you know, his arc, his arc in a really great way. Mm-hmm. I so think yeah, that... small problem, but like great payoff. Great payoff, yeah. All right, I mean, yeah, there's not that much Batman, and that's what a lot of the fanboys were so worried about, was kind of, why isn't Batman in this movie? But we, he is, he became Batman through the Lazarus pits, and it really made him the hero that he was in the third act. So I think overall, a great film, 
one of the best superhero trilogies, one of the best trilogies ever. And Oliver, let's get your final take and your final score for Batman yeah, Begins. I think um, one thing with Batman Begins that I kind of forgot to mention is that they kind of start off small, like you said. Mm-hmm. It's way better than like Wonder Woman, where immediately she faces off against like Ares in her own origin. But like, uh, it's really great, yeah, that Christopher Nolan plan, planned out all three of these movies and how they kind of like step up each time. I each think one. it really shows the dedication. Yeah, each one. I think it really shows the dedication he put into planning out this master trilogy. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, like we've said, Batman Begins is like, it's a pretty great movie. Probably not the best, but if I'd scored, I'd probably give it like a seven out of 10. Seven out of ten, low, but okay. I would yeah. give it an eight. Oliver, what would you give the Dark Knight? Yeah. Um, ten out of ten. You know, it's, ten out of ten. It's an almost ha- perfect. Yeah. I would have to agree. I give it a ten. And what would you give the Dark Knight Rises? Mm, probably like a nine or an eight. I would give it a nine point yeah. five, actually, because I can mm-hmm. overlook the flaws for the ambition, the great ending, and just. The whole story arc was really strong in this one. I think it was the strongest out of all of them. So, Oliver, thank you so much for being here. We'll be back next week. Stay tuned and subscribe.